Hey, once again, this is King Cow along with my co-host, The Crafty DM, and you're listening to another edition of Vinyl Rhetoric. I'm joined by... The Crafty DM. Thank you for listening to another Vinyl Rhetoric show. Today, we're going to be talking about work <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah just i had to postpone with you for a week because i've just been working so many hours yeah i i kind of got the impression of that seeing how many people at my former workplace that i worked with you at that are either retiring or leaving or <laughs> well it was 12 hours 12 hours 12 hours 11 and a half 12 hours Twelve and a half. Wow. Eleven and a half and twelve. And then twelve. Wow. I wow. got off an eight today. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what's... Yeah. My wife thought it, something happened. Are you uh-huh. sick? Why are you <laughs> home so early? <laughs> it's been... It's said, been. No, no, we're tired of paying him. Oh, it's been a crazy <laughs> two weeks. Wow. You know, somebody we work with that had vertigo... Okay. He had high some high blood pressure. He thought it was the vertigo coming back, so he had some high blood pressure. So he was off for about a month, I think. Oh, I don't know, a couple weeks, mm-hmm. three weeks. We just some new dude. I yeah. trained him. Yeah. He asked, "Hey, how many hours?" They told me I'm only going to work like two or three days a week. And, <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, "No, mm, you'll get at least forty five hours a week." And then I asked somebody else. I said, hey, "How many hours do you think you'll get a week?" And they said 60. Yeah. <laughs> and about three weeks in, I got a text from a girl and she said, hey, Jeremy quit. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Did work for about five minutes and then said, you know, this is this is hurting my relationship. Wow. Or, or something <laughs> like that. I don't even know. Yeah. Before he even got his first check for to see his first. Yeah, check. I think he. I think he probably had. A, he probably got about two checks. Oh yeah, because he he went through his initial training. Yeah. And so he probably got checks during the initial training. And he was there for probably about three weeks. Yeah. Wow. And then, oh yeah, I want to work. I want to work. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one like that a long time ago that uh, had like a a nervous breakdown. Oh really? And while they were out working, they. They called their boyfriend to come get them, and then the boyfriend called, like, uh, several hours later, and, uh, you know, Said, let, the, let the business, let, let, let her employer know, done. hey, the truck's over here, uh, my girlfriend could only handle delivering, like, 20, 30 minutes, and, uh, and the rest is over here. Oh, nice. <laughs> I remember that, and having to go out and, and help divvy up the work with a bunch of people that time yeah well the first i i the week before the sunday before i went to my mom and dad's house or actually my dad's house that he grew up in mm-hmm. and they were having a whole bunch of things that see if anybody wanted stuff so i mean so i got something like that oh yeah yeah the tinker toys yeah Cool. From from like orig- probably it's pretty close to original Tinker Toys. Yeah, yeah, that looks that looks even more original than the set I had. Yeah, then I, mean, I got a, a couple newspapers down there that are uh, uh, 
John F. Kennedy's been assassinated. Oh, wow. And then another one, I think, that says something about, I think the it's the Gemini lands in the water, the first people in space. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I think another one I grabbed was was a police arrest shooter in Texas. And then there was another one that I wanted that said Lee Harvey Oswald shot in jail. Oh, wow. But somebody grabbed that one because <laughs> we were rotating on what we took. Oh, wow. Then I got some magazines. Uh, I can't even remember. They're not Life, but they're big like the Life. Mm-hmm. Well, and one had the Beatles on the cover. I just It was some cool stuff. At least you had some cool stuff. See, now the, during this whole week, while, while uh, I was helping my parents clear out magazines, cooking magazines from 2002 to 2016, 2020. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, that's not nearly as exciting as what we were finding. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, I, I'm sure there's some people that are really excited about recipes and things like that. My mother was insistent that she was going to cook the recipes, but my mother has right now, you know, most of the time she'll, you know, maybe open up a can of soup and pour it in the pot. And that's about all yeah. she <laughs> should do being at 85. So well, that's what I think I, I would be doing. Mm-hmm. When I got off work, yeah, <laughs> but my wife's usually made something and said, "Oh, it's you can just heat it up; it's ready to go." Oh, yeah, mine would have been on the front porch <laughs> if the cats got it first. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So yeah, so we did that a couple weeks ago, and then last Sunday we got to play D and D, which was fun. Yeah, uh, that was a good episode. Mm. Did you get frustrated with us not finding the? No, no, I I didn't get frustrated with that. I uh, I kind of laugh sometimes because, like I said, you guys will spend like twenty, thirty minutes arguing over how you're going to attack something or deal with a monster or a creature, and then you'll go in there and it'll be like like a, a five minute battle. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not nearly as is uh extreme as we thought it was going to be or yeah or we just take and care then, of it really and then quick. the other ones that i think that you guys are going to have a little bit of a challenge sometimes you sweat them i mean this time i'll be honest this last scenario i had to adjust it for uh for you guys because the the original scenario that was probably written for like fifth or sixth level characters uh-huh and we're ninth and, and you guys are ninth and your party is about twice the size as a normal typical D D party of about four people oh so I had to I had to make some changes. Some of those monsters are my own custom creations too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I uh, I got a, I get a little worried when I see people over there kind of looking at their phone or something like that. But it's really hard, D and D wise, with a, with a large group to keep everybody's attention, even in combat and things like that. It, you know, I mean, I mean, people get sidetracked easily. But uh, you know, as long as everybody had 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 a good time and nobody's complaining, you know, I can't. Uh... I know, I know, my son when he's looking at his phone. Yeah, he's looking stuff up. Oh, I yeah. think a lot of times. Mm-hmm. My brother, he's usually reading. I don't know what he does. Yeah. <laughs> I have my book, so I'm just looking at my book, trying to find. Oh, what can I do? Can I do this? Oh, or what happens if I cast this spell? Yeah. Because some of them I haven't had to cast. Yeah. Just because. It's it's a not an opportunity or or it's it's you forget about it. Yeah, or I don't really. I'm not worried. Like I have that one, the uh, mirror image, mm-hmm. and I've only cast it twice because I was afraid we were going to die. Yeah, and then 
<laughs> as soon as I cast it, I don't even think I got a turn. You Maybe got, one turn. Yeah, and you get frustrated. Like, yeah, I didn't need to do it for this. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a lot harder. Yeah. Or I thought we were going to... Well, when they when you started, uh, they started biting people and sucking life out of them. I was worried about that. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was I wanted to see how long it lasted until until uh, the monk started doing his flurry of blows and actually, I, I you know I realized okay well yeah this he's high enough level that his his blows are magical damage, and so you know the creature was was resistant to any kind of regular attacks, but most of you guys have some form of magical attacks. So. Uh huh. So. Yeah, I, I just, I don't even know. <laughs> I just try something, and if it doesn't work, I try something else. And I, I, I already talked to Heather about what to do. I said, we can do this. I got to check. I got to read and see if I can do what I think I can do. And then when we play, well, we can do this. Uh-huh. And, and You'll save it for a surprise for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm all excited about it. Yeah. I already, I was already thought if we were gonna, I didn't think we were gonna fight at the end, but I'm like, oh, I know what I'm gonna do. I just mm-hmm. gotta go do it. Yeah. But then she said she, or somebody said you can do this, and she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's still learning her character. It's, it's, I, 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 she's doing really well considering the fact that she's she's plugged into a ninth level group. She's not plugged into a. You know, first level group, yeah, where you where only she gets have like, everything. Yeah, where you get only like one or two skills, and 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 you know, you know, you you get you, familiar with those, and you get a new one. You get familiar with that new one skills. You're right your way up. You know, all of a sudden, boom, she's bombarded with you know nine levels worth of skills. You can do this. You can do that. You yeah, can... and then then she got excited when I broke out other books and gave her other options. She didn't seem too excited when I was showing just the characters and creating the character with her in. Uh, in the player's handbook, I said, well, we have these other books, so there's some different abilities if you've got something you, you got in mind. And so that's when she that's when she picked the uh, the Sci-Fighter out of uh, Tasha's Cauldron. Yeah, I think she's, like, liking playing. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. So, yeah. So, I, other than she she probably feels overwhelmed when we're, when we're, when we're coaching her on which dice to pick. The 20. And, yes, that one, the yeah, 20. Yeah. <laughs> she, do I do this one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I know eventually she'll go. She'll just know the twenties for everything. Yeah. If you ask for a roll, just roll the twenty. Yeah. And then if we sell you, tell you hit or you succeeded, then we'll find out what dice we roll from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm. I'm still. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I know I have an eight, and then another eight, and a six. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh yeah, I think that's it. But then I get so. Yeah. I sometimes, I just roll them one at a time. Yeah. Because I only have one eight-sided dice. Yeah. I'm not like uh, Turiel, who has, like, dice for everything. Yeah. Well, I, got a, I, got a, I, got a, I got a ton of them in the chest that I, I hardly ever break out, but sometimes I, I, I break, don't break out enough of them. But, uh, oh, I think there's plenty. Yeah. yeah. So what's it, what else is new with you? Um, well, I'm excited. I actually did... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons interview first time on on YouTube yesterday. Was oh, it is it a podcast? Is it a video? Um, it, yeah, it's a video. Just a video that's on it's, YouTube. It's a video. It's um one of the one of the people I'm I'm collaborating with. His name is Colton, aka Wizthrift, and we're working with a company called Dungeon Forge, and we're creating. Well, we just finished creating an adventure, Turtles of the Rival Valley. I just got the uh, 
the prints and all the cool miniatures and stuff from that. And we're working on another Kickstarter. I can't really talk much about it, but it's going to get released in August. And he wanted to do, he's, he's done like creator interviews uh-huh. and stories for his uh, YouTube channel. So he interviewed me, so I did about a 45-minute interview with him yesterday, and it's already up on YouTube. Was it on on uh, Skype or Zoom? Um, or? We did it via Zoom. Okay. And then I tried using the backgrounds like you did, uh-huh. but I have to have a totally clear background behind me, otherwise the stuff starts Sh- shimmering. Yeah, showing through. I had like so, I had this like really cool picture. Everything looked great, but in my room I have like one picture, and and one uh, placard up on the wall. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> Here I am in this in this sylvan sylvan ruin, and uh, you look up behind me, and there's a picture of the USS Midway and a placard <laughs> that says Marine Detachment. It was coming through the <laughs> coming the... through the picture. So I said, ah, eh, shut that, and then. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I realized that um, you know you could see the the whole screen in my glasses. So I took my glasses off and did the whole interview with my glasses off. Could you see anything? Oh yeah, yeah. I got that. I got that really nice, big like thirty six inch TV that I use for a monitor. So. No, I mean, could you see anything else? Oh yeah. Could you see your keyboard? Yeah, yeah. My keyboard lights. I didn't even need to touch my keyboard. All I need to do is just keep talking and, oh. and answering questions and. As soon as I started talking about D and D, blah 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 blah. So how how <laughs> oh, wh- where can you find that? Uh, you can go to Wiz, look for a Wiz Thrift, a YouTube channel. So Wiz Thrift's YouTube channel. Yeah. So if you just go to YouTube and you type in Wiz Thrift, and uh, he's there. W I Z. Yeah. W I Z. T H R I F T. Yeah. Thrift, and uh, and he's also on Instagram. Like me, I'm at the Crafty DM on instagram but uh but you can go there and you can see the interview he's also done stuff with other creators so he and i are right now like i said we're collaborating on putting together lore and i'm putting together maps for this next project how, how did you meet him uh it was kind of funny i i i mentioned that i was taking an adventure writing class probably in a previous episode uh-huh. you know months back it's been a while ago yeah and i got approached by one of the fellows at dungeon forge during the right after the class and he he was kind of farming the class to see if there was anybody interested in doing some stuff Mm -hmm. and so he pulled me in and i made the first map for them and then they were just totally blown away with the map so and they were happy that that i did it and and uh and they wanted me to come back and, and do some more okay so you said they were blown away with the map it was a good map not like what we get well yeah we did what do you mean? Not like what you get? Uh, do we get good maps? Yeah, you get good okay, maps. Okay, I in don't fact, know. In fact, this one, this one's pretty cool because I, I, they first gave me a description and they said, okay, well, we need a turtle village, and I kind of just asked them, okay, well, you know, what kind of building? How big of a village? You know, like give me a roughly how many? Hundred people, people five hundred people. Yeah, yeah. I said that. What what kind of buildings do you need in there, right? And they said, okay, well, there's only going to be a tavern and three shops and a longhouse where they they meet like with councils. And so I knocked out the whole thing, and it, and, it, and it looked pretty good. And then, you know, I finished up the map, and you can't, when I made the map, you can't go back in certain aspects of the map you can't delete or get rid of. And then they said, oh, yeah, the longhouse that the town council, we don't want it like a regular longhouse. We want it in the shape of a turtle dragon. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that would have been nice to know up front (laughs) Uh 
So I had to go scrounge around and, and, and try to find map assets. I didn't know how to make my own map assets. And um, so I had to figure out, you know, where I could find or buy, you know. And so I did that. I, I managed to find some place that, that had, like, some assets for a, a giant turtle, so I was able to get the shell. And then uh, later on, I had to eventually make my own assets for... Did you put wings on the shell? No, no. I put... Um, for the turtle dragon? Oh, the turtle dragon? Well, it's a, a turtle dragon is like, swims in the water, so I had to put, like, flippers. But this was, like, a, a turtle dragon that they slayed a long time ago. So it had the, the fins, you know, the bone fins. Uh-huh. So I, I found some, some bones, and I put them in there initially that, that came with the initial dungeon draft package that I used to make maps. And then they told me, well, those don't look anatomically correct. So I had to go, and I couldn't find any anywhere. So I had to go and actually research how to make my own assets. And I can do them in, like, paintbrush or any of those kind of programs on your computer. Uh-huh. And then you import them into the program. And then you got your own assets. So now I'm starting to do that. So, that's cool. You know, so um, that's pretty fun. I'm I'm enjoying doing the stuff with them. Sometimes sometimes they kind of uh, surprise me. And, you know, one of the things they asked me to do, I, I won't discuss what it is because I said it's, it's going to be part of the Kickstarter and stretch goal. So we're trying to keep it under wraps until, until the appropriate time. When's but the Kickstarter start? August. August what? August. I've, um, I don't know the exact date, but I know we're probably starting the first week of August. Because well, if you want, you can talk about it. Uh-huh. Because this, it's this, good sh to... this show will come out August 4th. August 4th? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that'll probably be the just about the time it's coming out. So um, the, the actual name of the Kickstarter is going to be called The Seas of Scenario. We just finally agreed on the name of that. But I'm creating basically a... a uh, I made a whole, you know, regional, you know, portion of a world map, and it's going to be related to uh, basically uh, pirates and ships. Uh huh. And uh, the neat thing about it is, is you're going to be able to get uh, the the STL files to 3D print the ships and the maps. You know, you're going to be able to either use them on on your virtual tabletops, or you're going to be able to use them, uh, you know, uh, for your games. You know, print them out. Or like I said, you're going to have if if depending on how the how the Kickstarter's arranged, you know you're eventually going to be able to get 3D printed models, and they're mm. going to be all designed around different different fractions having different ships. Do you have a 3D printer? I don't. Yet? Well, not yet. Uh, hey, not yeah. yet. I want to get one. And uh, some of these 3D prints that that I know we're going to do are going to be pretty fantastic. Um, well, you saw the ship that I built out of foam, right? Uh huh. Well, you know there. Did some you of show them that? Yeah. Oh, I showed them. What they think? Oh, they they liked it a lot. Oh, you know? I told you that was that thing was yeah. awesome. And then that you had the sec the lower deck uh -huh. that you could put right beside it, so you could play on the top or the bottom if you got down there. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Well, that's that's what the goal of this is to make them out of out of three D printed resin, so that you're going to be able to lift up the decks and actually play on them. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's the intended goal. And then each faction's going to have like like crew miniatures that are going to go with it. And, um, does it, it's still, it's D and D. Yeah. It's, it's all related to D and D it's still D and D, but we're uh. kind of creating like a source world and, and a bunch of lore. And then, um, you know, initially I, from what I understand, their initial goals were to, or to, uh, to, to offer just the 3d printing files and the digital, the digital maps, mm -hmm. and then people can 3d print it themselves. 
but depending on on how the Kickstarter goes, you know, I think later, you know, or higher higher levels of contribution in the Kickstarter will get you the 3D printed miniatures hmm, from that's the company. Cool. And so that's pretty neat. Like I said, that's that's how I got my stuff from 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 them for the last project. So I have I have like a, a big giant miniature creature that I'll probably pull on you guys in a game pretty soon. Uh, the, from this from this last adventure that we did, and uh, and for that one, I like I said, I I just got good. just got involved in my infancy on that, so I I just created the map. But this time around, I'm actually having some a little bit of hand in writing. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys talk about on the the podcast? Oh, we talked a little bit about our our D and D groups. We talked mainly about D and D and and what were our inspirations. Like, like and, for you, did yeah. you tell them how long you've been playing? Oh yeah. Are and, they old or young? Oh, they're they're younger than me. They're they're probably at least twenty oh, twenty five okay. years younger than me. Some of them are just uh, just graduating college now. Nice. So you're the old man. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm probably the oldest in the group. There yes. might be there might be one that's maybe like maybe ten years behind. Me. I just look. This this will come out August sixth. So oh, you Friday look? August sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so from all of that I have that we you know of all the recordings we've done this okay. one. This one will come out on a Friday. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So probably right at the right about the same time, <laughs> which should be pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. So. That is all D&D. This is Vinyl Rhetoric. Yeah. You can reach us at Vinyl underscore Rhetoric on Twitter, at Vinyl Rhetoric g- at gmail.com on email. You can find us on Facebook at Vinyl Rhetoric. You have any questions, you have anything you want, it, want us to try and play, let us know. I happen to bring something today mm-hmm. that... I don't think you're going to guess who you're going to know who it is. Okay. You might have heard the songs, but you're not going to know who it is. Okay. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I picked up when I was in Japan. Oh wow! So I I had some stuff from this group when I from here, and that's I found out about them. But when I went to Japan and I bought, uh, I probably bought about fifteen or twenty albums. Oh wow! That many albums? From yeah, I bought a lot. Mm-hmm. My friend took me. We went to some places that sold bootleg stuff oh yeah yeah so yeah, there's I, a lot of, there's a lot of bootleg stuff over there i was buying my bootleg cassettes over there yeah, well, my uh one of the albums i bought it was a two album set that was basically it's a radio interview mm-hmm. and and uh you would play side one and then it's just the interviewee and then the group would sing and they talk to the group and then side two they play song and it's two albums i got another one a three a three album set of uh queen oh, wow. they have, they played down in at the forum mm-hmm. and i think there was one other place that they played it but it's so it's a whole bunch of recordings from that wow yeah it's really cool mm-hmm. uh and then i got a couple of, i mean i bought some other albums that it's still i mean I'll, when i show you the album cover it's still got the japanese uh strip on it oh, the kanji the, the kanji characters instead of the actual english on it Oh well, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it says it says, however, it was fifteen hundred yen or whatever it says on it. Mm-hmm. So I, it, my friend, my friend was totally into music, and he said that's where I bought my first real stereo. Yeah, he said, wait, wait till we go to Japan. So I saved up my money, and that's all I was gonna. 
That was my big thing, and I came home with JVC, right? Yep. Yeah. Turntable, amplifier, uh, equalizer, tape deck, two stereo, uh, two speakers. Yeah. Those are still the speakers from that I got. Oh wow! From nineteen, I think when I, I went eighty three. Mm-hmm. I think that was when I went to Japan. I think it was eighty three. Yeah, and I had a nice JVC boombox I bought over there, but uh, hmm. it didn't it didn't survive the the, the tour on the Indian Ocean. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. So the the first song is uh is called it's called Love on Your Side. Okay. No. I've not, I don't think I've ever heard a t- that title. So okay, well, we'll see. Feel love. 
I'm going to take a guess. And I'm, the lead singer in this sounds kind of like the lead singer for Duran Duran. Hmm. A little bit, yeah. but it's not. It's not Duran Duran. That's the only one. Nope. That would be my only guess. I... Yeah, I, I actually played this group. I played this group. Oh, shoot, I don't even know when. Uh, I should have looked before. <laughs> I played this group, I think it was episode 14, 16, 18, somewhere in there. Let's see. Uh, I know. Okay, there we go. Uh, let's see. Oh, must Let's see. Maybe it was 18. It was episode... Yep, 18. Episode 18, 4th of July, 2018. And uh, that was their third album released in the U.S. and their fourth album overall. And this one is their third album, so it's the album before. And it's the Thompson Twins. Oh, the Thompson Twins. Okay. I've heard of the group. So here's, have, um, here's the album. It's uh, th- that is so, so. The name of that album mm-hmm. is uh, whatever. Quick step and sidekick, or sidekick and quick step. Yeah. That's mine. That's yours. I think it's mine. <laughs> is that what the name of it is? Yeah. So I think when it when it came out in the U.S., it was just released as sidekick, and and the album's uh, song tracks. This is the because it's it it says on the back manufactured and distributed by Nippon Phonogram Co- Company Limited Tokyo and it's got it's got some Japanese writing on it and then you can see the band right here yeah, it, it actually looks I think it probably looks cooler than the, than the uh, yeah, it is the American cool. album so all the uh, all the, um, a lot of the bands a lot of the albums in Japan they they have a this strip where they put it on it and it's it just says, it goes on the corner of the album, and it says how much it. Well, I as I'm reading it, the only thing I can read is Thompson Twins. <laughs> I don't even see any. Oh, there should be like a weird kind of side y. one, side two. Yeah. Uh. So. Oh, believe me, I I got lost in Japan so many times. We'd be like <laughs> riding the subways in Japan, <laughs> trying to read the kanji. Trying to half drunk, trying to figure our way to way to get back to the ship. We'd like, oh, oh, look, look, look for the the transfer that's got the upside down triangle with the two slashy nice. things. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, well, there was a there was a, a girl that that I was friends with that liked this band, mm-hmm. and that's how I I think I found out about. But I like their sound, and then so the next album has Hold Me Now, you might, okay, and Into the Gap. Or the gap. I think it's just called the gap, and the album's into the gap. Or it's it's the the album is the gap, and it's the song is into the gap. So the song, the album is into the gap, and the song is the gap. And I really like that song. And so when I went to, uh, I, I went and saw them. They were they were at a day in the green that I went to. They but I also saw them in concert. At the beginning of their tour, and then when they came back through in San Francisco, I saw them again. Yeah. So, I liked them. Uh-huh. Uh, the Blob did not like them. Oh, he didn't? At all. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. 
Well, the blob, the, the, wasn't the blob, was, I, I don't, because I, I haven't heard too much of your stuff. Was he more into more into country or more the 60s rock? and 60s rock and, and southern rock. And southern rock. But he liked other stuff. He liked, he liked funk. Uh-huh. He liked, he, he had a pretty eclectic taste. Yeah. But he, some, like, when, when I played the Daz band, I thought he would hate that. Yeah. But it was just funk, and he was really into it. I'm like looking at him, like, uh, dude, I never would have guessed this in a million years. Uh-huh. And I thought, I thought this, because this is kind of like synth pop. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this this album came out in '83. '83, yeah. And and I right went to Japan in '83. See, so you went to Japan before I did. So yeah, so when when I was there. I grabbed it, mm-hmm. and this is the same. This is the same as the English release, because the the U.S. track listings, the album, the I think there's two songs. The last two songs are from the first side or on the second side, and they threw two songs from the second side on the first side. Why I don't know, but oh yeah, well I've I've got a few albums like that where. I have like tracks on on an album that aren't on the album or I've had had ones on some albums where it's not listed in the you know the 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 documents that come with the album but it has it on the on the record. Uh-huh. And uh, and I know some of those were ways of getting around, you know, certain not so much publishers but somehow stores carrying certain albums. They would say, okay, well, we won't carry it if they have that album on there. Right. You know? And so they say, okay, well, we just don't list it in the documentation. Are they going to listen to the album? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do we have to cut different albums just for this store? <laughs> so, so, so that song I'd heard before, Love on Your Side, mm-hmm. I'd heard that one. And then the first song that I heard off this album was the next one. And that one, I, I still say... Lies, lies, lies. Yeah, I'll <laughs> still say that if I'm, and have to. I, I bet at least no more than two people out of a hundred even know that I'm quoting a song when I say it. <laughs> they just but, think you're dear. Yeah, well, like I know my wife knows it, mm-hmm. and and I think some of my brother-in-laws know it, but people don't realize that. That's th- this song is lies, or it might be it might have been called lies. It's just lies. I don't think it's lies, lies, lies. But it was the first song I heard from him, and I'm sure I heard it dancing. It's in the chorus, right? And I, I'm like, this is a cool song. So yeah. I that's why I wanted to get the album. Yeah. So this song is lies. Mm-hmm. You might have heard this. Words are made to bend Bigger, better Stolen from Japan Collected from around the world Kicks you if they can Lights, 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 yeah Lights, 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 yeah 
I'll be honest, I have never heard that song. I, I can't even recall hearing that song, maybe even the clubs or anything. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. Did, did you hear, hear that before you got the album? Or? Yeah. yeah. I'd heard Lies. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, I'm sure I'd heard it. I don't think, I don't think I, I don't think that the, the Hold Me Now album was the first one I got. Uh-huh. But I know I'd heard these songs. I'd heard yeah. Lies. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd heard it on a different album. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. And In the Name of Love. Yeah. Or I don't even know if that's... Oh, that might be a different... Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. Love on Your Side. In yeah. the Name of Love is a different song that they yeah. sing. <laughs> yeah. In the Name of Love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the Name of Love. Yeah. Anyway. Uh I don't know. I just that like one's, that one's that one's a good catchy tune to to dance to. It, yeah, I like their sound. I like uh-huh. I like the way they they were synth and, and percussion. That's why after I played uh, Daz Band, I thought that the Blob would like this because it was synth and percussion. Yeah, and he just said they keep repeating the same thing over and over. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, well yeah, they do that. <laughs> but yeah, I I know one that 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 I like that's that's funk that. Uh, <laughs> that they repeat the same words over and over, and that's instant funk. And they've got that song, I got my mind made up, baby, come on, you can get it. Tonight is fine. And then the gal says in the back, say what? <laughs> and that keeps going on through the whole <laughs> really song. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that song. Yeah, I'll, maybe we'll have to find an instant funk album. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Is that the name of the band, Instant Funk? Uh, yeah, yeah, inst- oh. Instant Funk. 
Yeah. Never heard of that name? Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll, maybe we'll have to play it for you outside of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, when you came, I was I got a, a couple new Babies albums. Uh-huh. Well, they're old, but they're new to me. Yeah. So I was listening to one of those when you came in. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, you were, I noticed when I came in, you were listening to something. I yeah. thought maybe you were recording something. No, I was just listening. I got them. Uh, actually, Heather went to a store and took a picture. And saw, she saw one, and I'm like, oh, can you pick that up? And then she took me a picture, took a picture of another one. Oh, can you pick that one up too? <laughs> and she said there was two copies of each one. Uh-huh. So she got two for her and two for me. Oh, cool. Or each one for her and each one for me. Yeah. 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 I've, checked out, I've checked out some uh, some estate sales, but uh, lately the estate sales have been kind of stinkers as far as albums. But uh yeah, a couple, couple, couple weeks back, I managed to pick up a fabulous Thunderbirds album. That was oh, nice. Tough and is it, the one with Tough Enough. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I ha- only have that on CD. Yeah, and uh, there's another song on that album that I really like. Yeah, um, yeah. There's Tough Enough, and then uh, Wrap Me Up, Wrap It Up. Ra- yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like their sound. Yeah, yeah they got a good sound. Uh, yeah, that's a good album. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I only have it on CD. Yeah. And some, I know one day I'll play some of my CDs. I'll play pick something because mm-hmm. there's I got lots that I don't have any. I don't have them on album because they didn't even make albums. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a big They're, era that a lot of people didn't make albums or even newer. Well, newer stuff actually. You know, even really new stuff they're coming with. They're making albums for, but they're like limited editions for. You know, fans, or you right. pay like a, a arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah. Know. I I need my arms and my legs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, one record for the price of uh, you know, a week's worth of groceries. Uh. Yeah, it's not <laughs> worth it. So the next song is "If You Were Here." Okay.
Yeah, I, w- I was just looking, and it said that in 1983 they were on the uh, the band had the opening spot on the Police's c- concert tour in the U.S. And I told you I saw wow. them, and it, it was a day in the green. Uh-huh. It was the one where I saw the Police. Oh wow! So that's I knew I knew I'd seen them with the with a group on a day in the green. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, this this last song. When when it kind of ended and just faded out, I was kind of expecting it to pick up another another whole chorus. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, when it just kind of faded out the way it did. But that, that's a pretty good song. Yeah, it's it's different. It's, it's a little contemplative, but it's, yeah. Well, I, and I was also looking because they're they're no longer a group. Mm-hmm. And well, the but the twins separated. Yeah, they they're were not never, really they, twins. They right? were never twins. <laughs> and, and I I didn't know how they got their name, but there was a show. I guess two bum- bumbling detectives, uh-huh. Thompson and Thompson in in the UK, some show. Uh-huh. So they were the Thompson twins. And they were probably like trying to figure out a name for their group, and we're watching the show in the middle of the night. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's just based on that show. Uh-huh. But the one guy, the uh, I think his name's Tom Bailey, and Alana Curie and and Joe Leeway, something like that. I don't know. I could look. They were the three main ones, but I guess there was more than that in in uh, uh, Joe Leeway. Yeah, there was more than that when they first started. There was seven of them. Oh wow! Which I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, and then they pared down to three, huh. and they play a lot of synth and percussion. Yeah. Xylophone. One of them played xylophone. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the guy that did most. Well, I think he did most of the singing. He the red. I don't, on this one, he's the redhead guy. Okay. The, the redhead guy in the middle. Yeah. Uh, he's he tried acting a little bit, and that didn't take off. But he's, uh, and I gotta I gotta get this right because it was, it was uh, it said something specific about oh where is it that he was. He tried, so one of them does this, one of them does, oh, and da, 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 da. okay. He, Tom Bailey, after leaving the twins, oh, no, that's Joe, dang it. I should look at the, I should, I don't know if there's a way to mark these things. Do should, your research, man. I did. Uh, <laughs> it said, and you lost the link, right? <laughs> oh. Well, I just read this. I didn't read this before. The billboard featuring a young woman with four breasts hooked up to a milking machine <laughs> caused huge controversy, but won several international awards. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't. I didn't see that till now. So where the, the now? That's the big question: is is where do you find a woman with four breasts? And yeah. How do you convince her to to get it t- hooked up to a milking machine for a photo shoot? Yeah, I do not know. <laughs> that, but it it said it said that Tom Bailey uh I can't, I can't even believe I can't find these things it said that he was and I, I'm looking I'm going I know that I I, I didn't even, I didn't even know that Tom Bailey and and well you think I did know this Alana Curry they got married um but he said he did something about he tried to be an actor, and it didn't work. And then he works. 
So it said in the mid-90s, Curry gave up the music business to set up our own glass casting studio. And then he said he did... He... Oh, maybe it was Joe Leeway. Maybe it was Joe Leeway that did that. Anyway, one of them works for a hypnotherapist in some hypnotherapy place down in L.A. Oh, wow. And I thought, that's weird. One of those ones that teaches you to quit smoking, lose a bunch of weight. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. And, uh, you know, stop drinking. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting that... Because the one guy played bass, guitar, keyboards, and vocals. The other guy, congas, percussion, keyboards, and vocals. And then the girl drums, percussion, and vocals. That's the classic lineup. But then they had... One, two, three. They had another eight people in the band earlier, and it was, it was, it was just interesting. I thought, I thought that, uh, oh, maybe that's what it is. After leaving the Thompson Twins in 1986, Leeway briefly dabbled in acting and attempted a solo music career, though neither were successful. As of 2006, he reside, resides in Los Angeles and works in the field of hypnotherapy. He is in the he is on the staff at the Hypnosis Motivation Institute in the Los Angeles district of Tarzana, and is also a certified trainer in neuro linguistic programming. Neuro linguistic programming. I don't know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess understanding I, what your nerves are, are are communicating or saying, I guess, or something like that. Is a neuro linguistic programming is a pseudo scientific approach to communication, pers- personal de- development, and psychotherapy co- created by Richard Bandler and John Grinder in California in the seventies. Okay, yeah, I don't know. So maybe he's making more money because he's. Helping all these Hollywood people, uh, you know, conquer the, conquer their their things through his hypnosis. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it, I guess I guess that would be the guy on the on the side, uh-huh. uh, and then the guy in the middle, I guess, still sings oh, or yeah. still performs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the one that would I think has been singing most. I thought it was I thought he was the only one singing, or doing all the lead singing, but it could be. It could be both of them. Yeah, but they put a, they put a lot of synth in there and and you know electronically you know kind of alter the voices. So well, and I know so. the girl is when she sings. Yeah, she her voice is distinctive, yeah, yeah, more distinctive. distinctive. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the next song is Judy Do. Okay, Judy Do, Judy Do you.
Now that one sounded like it should have come out of the Breakfast Club movie to me. Uh, yes, it sort of does. Uh, the one thing, another thing that I read on that on them was that the on this album the song if you were here which i believe is the song that we just heard before yeah that was that was the ending theme for the film of 16 candles okay um so I I didn't I still don't know that. Another it's, Molly Ringwald movie. Yeah. It's also it's also the ending song in the movie Central in, uh Central Intelligence. Okay. With The Rock and and uh Kevin Hart. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh then it says Love on Your Side was featured on the in-game radio station Wave 103 in Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. Oh, wow. Okay. And then Lies was featured in the regular show, first season episode, Grilled Cheese Deluxe, which I don't know if they're a regular show. But, yeah, let's, uh, all these songs were, the, the, the If You Were Here was used in Bob's Burger episode, Hell Week episode two, Not Another Teen Movie, Fun Mom Dinner, Central Intelligence, American Dad, episode 1600 Candles. I'm like, oh, yeah. So. It must, it must be nice. I mean, they could feature all these songs in all these movies, but then, you know, you play nine seconds of it, or, or you just happen to be somewhere recording nine seconds of that song playing somewhere in YouTube, and they demonetize you for having more than that, that amount of time of somebody's published music. And you might not even be purposely playing the music it might just be playing on the background yeah it might just be playing in the background and i know i've seen vloggers walking in and they're like talking to their cameras and all of a sudden something's playing in the background you do realize youtube that's how they came about by playing all sorts of stuff that was pirated oh yeah Yeah. pirated that's all they did and then then they got protected by the government now yep and then they now the government's regretting regretting the fact that they uh, they got bought out by google Mm mm-hmm and then they oh oh we'll take it down yeah because <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous yeah so but it but it's interesting it's, I, I like I like this this last uh, this yeah, last I like song. it I, yeah. they, they, if you like this kind of sound it's just like all the to me a lot of the techno pop uh-huh. from the eighties yeah this is this is that kind of it's. Mm-hmm. All similar. Yeah, yeah. My my wife likes. She'll probably if if I were to break this album out, she would probably like listening to it. She likes listening to a whole bunch of Russian disco too. So Russian disco. Yeah, it's weird. It's not singing in Russian, but it's it's Russian Russian artists that have their own English disco songs, and and I don't remember ever hearing any of the songs, but she plays them enough that I that I hear them now. So, so interesting. Yeah, I didn't so, even know there was such a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think sometimes I think I have a broad range of music, and then sometimes I think, well, I'm really like stuck in some little niche. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, sometimes I I felt that way for a long time, and then, then uh, you know, like I said, all of a sudden for me things opened up a little more. I mean, I was probably stuck in a niche 
probably for a few decades, and all of a sudden when Spotify came around, that's when I kind of started exploring different different music mm-hmm. and trying out different stuff. I don't even have a Spotify no. account. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. Am I... Someone might have made one under me. I, for me. I got it, and I, I hated the free version. And then I realized, you know, how much money I was spending on CDs, and I thought, okay, well, five bucks a month. You know, you can't really buy a CD for that, but you can you can hear a lot of music. I mean, granted, it's all compressed and all that stuff, but it, it's convenient when I'm, like, driving on the road and I just connect the Bluetooth, mm-hmm. and, and I can keep my phone charged and play the music and... You know, not have yeah. to not have to drive if I go on a long drive. Not have to you know search for stations. All of a sudden, get the signals again and deal with all the static on the antennas and all that kind of stuff. So, or you could just listen to yeah, final rhetoric. Yeah, I, I've done that. Too. I've done that. Yeah. Hey, I remember the first time we went on a trip. I had a portable speaker. We went in in my Corvette, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have Bluetooth. So we had a portable speaker, and I plugged in, I plugged in the USB to the iPod, and it, I almost want to say it was the Joan Jett episode, which I think would have been episode four. Yeah. And and I wanted her to listen, and she, I made her listen. We were driving to Chico to yeah. for to go see my daughter, and I don't know how if she liked it or not, but. She, I don't know why she didn't want to listen, but finally, she just told me, she told me about a week ago, yeah, I think I'm almost done with all the shows. I've caught up. I listen to everyone mm-hmm. with the blob and yeah, like, cool. oh, yeah, every once in a while I'll, she'll come, I'll come in and she'll be listening to something mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll hear it and, and, oh yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, last song. All right. Tears. Sound. What you gonna do when your money 
Well, now I'll have to go back and look and see where I heard that song. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's that was the last song, Tears. Yeah, Tears. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I see, I, I, I just like their sound. Yeah, right. yeah, they got a, they got a nice beat. It looks like um, you know a lot of their stuff would be rocking in the clubs back in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, well, that's one of the and, things uh, I was looking up, and and it's, it's in the name of love was, I think for four weeks or five weeks it was on the dance. It was number one in the dance uh-huh. charts. Yeah, so, I, it, so they put an album which was a combination of their first two albums. That's what re- was released in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and then. Then this album, which is their third actual album, is their second one released in the U.S. Yeah. And then into the the into the gap is their fourth album. Okay. So I have I have I think I have the the first one. I know I had the first one. The second one. The third one. Well, I don't have the. I don't know if I have the first one from the when they were in actually in. The English version. I have the first one released in the U.S. I have the second one released in. I I think I have the second one that's released in, uh, the European one. That's the Japanese yeah. one that I have, uh-huh. and I have the second one that was released here, which is the same exact one. It just have a different song order. Yeah. And yeah. then I have the third one, and I think I have the fourth one, and then I have some twelve-inch singles of stuff mm-hmm. that. I just I know some of that I also picked up in Japan. Yeah, I know when I bought some of my cassettes overseas, when I came back and and uh, you know I compared them to maybe the records I had or records I bought later of the same same cassettes, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I realized some of them <laughs> the the orders are different mm-hmm. and, and all kinds of things. But I I know most of my stuff I was buying in the Philippines, and there are just guys walking. Down the street, you know how how in the in the eighties you used to have those uh, trench coat with watches. Inside? Yeah, well, kind of. These guys weren't wearing trench coats because it's like ninety five yeah. degrees and humid. No, but they're just guys in like shorts and sandals, and they're walking down, and they got those those uh, boxes like like you would have to have carry your cassettes in the car, you know, like a little suitcase kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they just have like like you know they'd only have like maybe five or six artists you know burned but they might have a couple cds from each artist and it was it was you know all the stuff that was like popular at the time you know you know i think at that time to burn a cd you had to have a cd burner that was like a thousand dollars or yeah my one of my service buddies when we we got back to the u.s bought his first disc man and i know he was probably spending like 30 40 dollars for a cd yeah, and I because I remember he got all excited about and and we went to the mall one day and he was listening to his disc man while we were walking around the mall, and then uh, he put two CDs on the roof of my car, and then uh, well, you then know, you had like two circles that were melted onto your car. No, no, I drove away. Oh, and he forgot about him. He's like, oh shoot, I forgot about him. <laughs> oh, and uh, and he just bought the CDs. He he brought his disc man. He listened to like one CD while he was in there. Oh, that went into sucks. the rec and yeah. Oh, well. And uh, he, you know, he just said once he bought his CDs, he he, he told me that, uh, you know, you know, you know, my wife just walk around. I'm just gonna sit down here and listen to my music. I'm done shopping. That's funny. And uh, yeah, but, there was a guy that uh, gave me a couple movies to watch, and I was watching, and I thought something looked weird on one of them, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, as I'm watching, somebody gets up and walks in front of the camera and 
So it was a it was, it was a so, pirated movie. Yes, I'd never seen one before. I was laughing so hard, like, "What is that?" And then the guy stands up and walks and goes. I don't know if he went to the bathroom. Or, so it, it was like they were filming in it, the theater. It looked good. I mean, it yeah. it, it was pretty good quality. But I'd never s- s- seen a pirated disc like that before, it, and it made me laugh. To clearly, you see the guy get up, you see a silhouette, and he walks in front of the. And then gets out, and then I was dying. Yeah. Well, you go, yeah, you go on YouTube, and you see some, some, uh, some like, you know, they may be, they may be bootlegs still on YouTube or whatever. But I, I've gone on and looked at like old TV shows mm-hmm. that are like broadcasted on YouTube just to show people. And, and my kids are looking at me like, "How did you guys ever watch this stuff? It's like so grainy." grainy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... Yes, it was. Yeah. I yeah. Said, yeah, and then you were like really excited when you could get those extra channels on UHF, and you had to like really mess with the antennas and <laughs> and, it, and it, the knob around the yeah the, the little the little adjustment knob. In fact, I I just found a it's one of the spray cans that's really old that still works in my garage. I have TV tuner spray. What is that? You sp- it's like if you spray it on the contacts and it cleans the contacts on your older TV tuner knobs. Or stereo knobs, uh-huh. and it cleans all the gunk off the knobs, so that that uh, you know, you know. How sometimes when you like adjust the knobs on the stereo, you'll hear the and the crackle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 like the dust that's in the inside the mechanization. The that's hilarious. That's causing interference or something. But, yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's probably worth a lot of money. They don't make it anymore. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> probably not worth that much money because they don't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you spray it on a brand new TV. Yeah, it didn't work. I wasn't getting a good reception. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. I just fried it. Sorry. Yeah. It's like telling people to rewind their CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I when I my first computer that had a CD player. Yeah. I pushed and pushed it, and this thing came up, and I I put my cup in, and I thought it was a cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I don't think I have anything else. Say goodnight, Blob. Good night, Blob. Bye. Later.